Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Oh, hello, dreamers. It's Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano here with the Dream Club. Each week we recap and pick apart the most important moments in culture. And this week we're going to chat to you about the biggest show in town. Well, technically it's the only show in town. <laughs> Hamilton opened over the weekend. We're going to unpack Little Nas, Nas X's film clip for you. Um, it's a little bit spicy, uh, but we've been loving the reaction so much. And I'll tell you about Benny Blanco's brand new single, Unlearn, and the things that we need to learn moving forward in our personal relationships. Teach me. Teach me. Hey, and also DM us. We're loving the At The Dream Club <laughs> podcast saucy Instagram messages that we're getting from you. Shout out to Renee who messaged us saying, hey, ladies, I just wanted to let you know I love the show and OMG, I listened to Soft Voice, which was the podcast that I was fanning out over last week. It's amazing. Great recommendation. Hey, Renee, that's what we're here for. Hey, that's what we do. Erin sent us a message as well saying that she's loving the potties and she's taking our advice and listening to Fleetwood Mac rumours from start to finish. Liam said the same thing uh, and he sent us a very cute video of his kitten playing along to it as well. So keep them coming, guys. Send them on through. All right, enough farting around. Let's get into it right now. Dream Club. So, Lindy, I wanted to talk to you about Hamilton. I was one of the very lucky few who got to go along to the opening night uh, in Sydney on Saturday night, and everyone was there. It felt like bizarre, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But you know, it's something that we were talking about last year when it yeah. came out on Disney Plus, um, the Broadway version. They filmed it, they packaged it all up for us little idiots to watch at home uh, and, you know, have a bit of Broadway in your lounge room. Um, so it was the first show of this kind of anywhere in the world since the pandemic, which was pretty exciting. When I said to you that I watched it last year, I actually didn't enjoy it. No, Brooke did not have a great review of Hamilton. And just to wind back. If you've never heard of Hamilton, Hamilton is the multiple award-winning musical. It's won like 11 Tony Awards, Pulitzer Prize. It has been all the way around the US since 2015. It's been in Broadway. It's been on London's The West End. And right now in Sydney is where the world's only production of this incredible musical is showing. Brooke did not love it when it was out on Disney Plus and you watched it and you told me, what did you think of the music? What did you think of it? I don't know whether it was because I was just watching it in my lounge room, but I just didn't find it very exciting. I didn't find it very compelling. I was like, I don't really think this is for me. So basically it's a story about the founding fathers of the United States of America. There's one of them whose story is a bit lesser known. His name, my name is Alexander Hamilton. He'll tell you all about it. Um, also, he tells you straight away that he got shot. So the end Spoiler comes. alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They spoil themselves though. He says it right at the beginning. But Anyway, it's it's played all, by all people of colour and so they do like really incredible songs, they're rapping, they're singing, it's cool 
Now, I have to say that I loved the show when I went to see it on Saturday night. I think it was a real celebration of, um, you know, being back in crowded spaces with lots of people and getting dressed up and having fun and all of that stuff. The performances were excellent. I felt so proud of all of the talent who were on stage. Some of them, I think, were better than any of the others that I've seen play the roles before. Absolutely incredible voices. So I enjoyed the show on Saturday night much more than I enjoyed watching it on Disney Plus um, in my own lounge room, which is sort of not surprising, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But in digesting it, I thought, hang on a minute, like this is a story about the beginning or like the origins of the United States and they sort of leave out slavery. They sort of leave out the impact on Native Americans and they think that it's, well, like the, the sort of broader community think it's really woke because there's all people of colour playing these. It's subverting the narrative. Yeah, it's sort of flipping it around and saying, you know, these are people of colour playing these white roles and, you know, that's uh, we, something we could all be proud of. But it's the same story. Mm. It's the same leaving out the stories behind or the stories around what, you know, we already know. And so I did still find that a little bit difficult. I think that would be, because I, like most of us, I haven't seen it. I've listened to the music. I've gathered, you know, I I know what the story is of Hamilton within that and perhaps not for me. <laughs> I feel like this At is something. one of us says that every week. One of us not has to me. say that every no, week. No, 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 no. Um, but you're a big fan of rap I music. Am. And so I warned you last year, I said, Hey, listen, they say there's rap music in it, but it's not the sort of music that you would listen to. So, and, you know, it, it's maybe like rap music for theatre goers? Yes. I think that's exa- that is inherently what it is. And I think so for the, for the cynic 2021 rap fan in me, I'm like, I don't know if it's a story that I'm going to feel invested in. That was also what I wanted to ask you. Besides the fact that it is a story about the American founding fathers and one of them being Alexander Hamilton, does it feel relatable to an Australian audience? Yeah, because it's an interesting story. Like the whole time I was watching it on Saturday, I was like, yes, give me more, give me more, because the performances were so strong and it was so exciting to be there. But I guess, you know, what I figured out after thinking about it over the last few days is that it's woke, it's progressive, but basically, Lindy, it is still for a white theatre-going audience. The next little puppy that we've got to talk about is something that I have loved watching it again and again, <laughs> Brookie, and it's because it's opulent. It's fantasy. It's hijacking biblical imagery to push forward a queer, amazing agenda, and it's Lil Nas X's brand new video for Montero. Call me by your name. I loved it so much. So you might remember Lil Nas X. He cleaned up, absolutely cleaned up last year at the Grammys, was at the top of the charts for nearly the whole year with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus for Old Town. Uh, what is it? Country Old Town Road? What, what is that song called? <laughs> I can't even remember. Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road. Old that Town has actually Road. just become the first song in history to earn three billion on-demand streams in the States alone. What? He is the cowboy that we have needed. He's oh, so mate. good. And so if you haven't seen what he looks like, he's a black man. He's very, very proudly queer. So he wears like really outrageous and flamboyant outfits. Like he'll wear a hat that has a curtain on it. He'll wear like restraints. He'll wear like cute cowboy hats. He'll, he, he does all sorts of things that are pretty cool and the kids love him. 
But do you know who doesn't love him, Lindy? Who? The conservatives. The conservatives don't love Lil Nas X and that is part of why we love him. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was saying that I'm dreaming of the future of hip-hop and I'm dreaming about how much more open-minded this traditionally pretty narrow-skewed genre has been where the top dogs in hip-hop are really mask, really kind of aggressive sounding, really gangster. There's been only a couple of types of big hip-hop titans and people like Lil Uzi Vert, people like Lil Nas X are really kind of changing the image of that around and I just love Lil Nas X so much and hearing him talk so passionately about being romantic with a guy is so refreshing. Mm. In pop music in general, where it is hard enough for artists to come out as queer and be so mainstream in that way, but for him to come out to push that agenda, which he says he's like openly doing, and to be doing that in the rap world, I'm like, yeah, man, bring it on. Wear that hat with a curtain on it. Wear that damn hat. Wear those Give restraints. What, I don't know what you're doing with that leash, dance. but wear it. So the the film clip is red hot. There's like a CGI Satan and he's doing like a very uh, sexual dance on top of him. It's something it's you, so would expect. Funny. you would expect FKA Twigs to pole dance into hell and lap dance Satan. Mm. But it's Lil Nas X. Yeah. And so it's, it's really quite beautiful. Um, a lot of people are really, really upset. So what we thought we would do... Um, is read some of his clapbacks to you, some of the absolute all-time, um, he's making it clap, <laughs> clapping back. <laughs> he's um, I, I love this. This one is from Special Brewski. Basically, he's writing the devil. Explain how this visualisation is supposed to be interpreted by the youth. Should all men dress androgynously and sleep with Satan? Uh, his response, yes. And that person also spelled Satan as Saturn. So do you sleep with Saturn? <laughs> I do sleep with Saturn every night. It's your special pillowcase. It's my special pillowcase. I love the silk satin pillowcases. Hey, but don't you find that the skincare rubs off on them a bit? No, I like it because uh, I feel like it doesn't like crease up my face and basically <laughs> because I roll out of bed and go straight into work in my pyjamas for the Today Show it's important. It's muy importante for me, Lindy. <laughs> it's classic. Um, another thing that he said is the next N-word to say something offensive to me is getting kissed. You're getting smooched. You're getting smooched. You are absolutely getting spooched. Sm- spooched? Spooched. Spooked and um, smooched. <laughs> uh, you're saying a gay N-word twerking on a CGI Satan is the end of times like slavery and the Holocaust didn't happen. Love I'm just. It. I love it. I love the energy of this because he's just pointing out the obvious flaws in so many of their arguments around things. Like he said that he referenced these sorts of things in Old Town Road as well and nobody really cared because the visual aspect wasn't there. It's been viewed a bucket load of times as well. Let him love it. Y'all say we go into hell but get upset when I actually go there. (laughs) (laughs) Go him. I just love it so much. I think exactly what you said you know, a few years ago we're hearing songs with, like, Please No Homo, and then now here we are with Lil Nas X. We love it. Just grinding up on Satan like the world is going to end. He also said when he put out this song, um, I know he said, I wrote this song about a guy that I met last summer, and, and yes, it is directly taken from the movie that he loves, Call Me By Your Name. He says, I, I know we promised to die with the secret 
but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. This is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda, but the truth is I am. The agenda to make people stay the F out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Sending you love from the future. Uh, yes, Cindy is from the future. You know, I think it's a wonderful thing when people can be authentically themselves and help other people be that too. And if you want a true representation of <laughs> Lil Nas X's authentic self, please listen particularly to the lyrics in the second verse. Do you know what? Maybe we should share them on our Instagram. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll do share that. them on the Dream Club too podcast. Too hot to handle right here. Go and check it out. <laughs> Linda Mariano, bringing you the Dream Club. Lindy, do you know what I'm loving? Unlearning. Unlearning things. And do you know how I love unlearning things? How? With Benny Blanco. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend and yours, the musical... Uh, genius in terms baby. of baby singer, songwriter, producer has just put out a new song called Unlearn. If I'm gonna learn how to choose you, I need to unlearn what I'm used to. It features Californian singer that has one of the most delicate, gorgeous voices, Gracie Abrams. Does she have the voice of an angle to go with sleeping with Saturn? She has the voice of a true baby angle. <laughs> So I spoke to Benny Blanco this week for my other listener podcast, which is called The Spin. If you love new music, you can get all of the best new releases on a Friday. It drops. We talk about the new releases. We play them for you. And we chat to the artists behind them. So I spoke to Benny Blanco about the sentiment behind this song being how there are some times where you go into a new relationship and you find yourself projecting your past relationship onto that new one. This is what Benny was saying. We all carry baggage from our past relationships. And it's like, you know, it's like, are we supposed to bring it to our new relationship? Are we supposed to leave it? Are we supposed to, you know, there there's certain feelings you have for people. And if something happens to you, you might accidentally bring it into a new relationship with a person that's not like that at all, but you just have all these preconceived notions of what's happened to you in the past. And it really just made me think about that idea because it's something that I've been guilty of and it's that I have needed to unlearn certain things because there's a really fine line between learning the lesson from a relationship that we've been in previously whether you've been treated badly or perhaps you've been the one that's been treating badly and whatever that lesson is, it's really nice to come out of that, reflect and learn something. And then taking that forward into your next relationship, there's that balance of taking it as a lesson that you can wear as a kind of badge of honour and taking it as baggage that affects you in a negative way where you then project those thoughts and those kind of perhaps assumptions or insecurities into the new place that you're in. Mm. And I remember when I first got together with Magnus, who's my boyfriend now, I remember there was a specific point a few months into our relationship where I felt really insecure and it was because I was taking this baggage from this person that I was with before him. And I remember this one conversation we had where he had to say to me, Linda, I am not duh and said the name of my ex because I was, (laughs) I am not 
a squidgy little I'm the scat man. <laughs> and so whether you then like, you're not the scat man. This is so disappointing. Ah, I damn thought it. I was about to shack up with the scat man. God damn it. No. So then but, how did you respond when he said, I'm not that guy? I had to snap out of it because you have to just believe them. You're like, you, well, you haven't have actually options, done. Do you? Yeah, I'm like, you're, I remember sitting there and being like, you are right. I'm reading between the lines of your actions and acting as if you are my previous person and my insecurities from that previous relationship and instead of just learning from them and trusting my gut, I am forward projecting into, into a place of insecurity. Mm. And it's really hard to let that go. Yeah, see, when I've experienced that, and I've definitely experienced that, even like super recently, I don't know that I feel insecure about it, but I feel like someone's not telling the truth or like that there's, there's room for like someone to be like sneaky or like manipulative or something like that. And it's so unfair to, you know, project that onto someone else. But you're sort of worried. You're sort of caught halfway between thinking like, am I going to miss a red flag if I'm not hyper aware? And so then your instincts or your intuition gets mixed up with, um, you know, with something that just doesn't really exist, right? Yeah. It's really, really hard. What? So what did you do to get through that? What did Benny say? Benny relates in the same way that we all do and doesn't want to just repeat the, the same mistakes. And that's what you and I, Brooke, have, talking, have talked about, like, What's that saying? It's like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Oh, no, that's not even fool relevant, is twice. it? Fool me twice. Fool me twice. <laughs> Give me a, I don't know. But, no, wait. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, so it's that idea of So you being have to make like, sure you feel shame. Yeah, you have to feel shame. It's, it's that not wanting to be duped or, mm-hmm. or, not, or, or wanting to make sure that you're learning out of each relationship. And I know that... With me, I've had to figure out what the wisest line is of going, is what this person's doing or is how we are acting towards each other actually reminiscent of something that's happened in the past or am I jumping to conclusions? Am Am I I catastrophizing? Am I like acting out of a place that's traumatised rather than like something that's based on reality and, and the signs that this person's shown me? Yeah, and for me I had to literally, as the song says, I, I needed to unlearn those habits. Well, we're all doing a bit of unlearning at the moment, Lindy, I can tell you that. Are we unlearning hey, to learn? Hey, I'll tell you that for free. I'll tell <laughs> you that. Why am I doing that accent so much today? Because you're a fair dinkum sort of a person. I, yes I am. <laughs> Lindy, I think that's such a beautiful lesson and one that was very unlikely, I have to say, that I thought I would hear from Benny Blanco. I know. You'd think it would all be about diarrhea and pooping, which is what his billboards are. Yeah, and food. Diarrhea is food. (laughs) It is for Reuben, my dog. Yeah, (laughs) it is. He's home poop sometimes. I love that. Hey, we've all got our vices, right? We're all doing things to protect ourselves. Yes. (laughs) Alex is trying to heal past trauma. He's just eating his own poop. Don't judge. Dream Club. It's time to dream. Eat as much chocolate as you want this weekend. No limits.
All right, Lindy, it's time for our Dream Club update. I really do love this time of the week because it forces me to sort of take stock and um, tell everyone what I've been thinking about. One of the things that I've been thinking about this week is tiny, gentle gestures. So I was driving with a male friend. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, uh, A boyfriend, I guess you could say. Have you ever said boyfriend into the mic about this person? No. Oh, my God. Brooke is visibly shook. I feel a bit weird. She's looking giddy. So the other day we were driving along and uh, I sort of noticed that we were approaching a speed bump of sorts and he sort of like drove a little off to the side so that he went over the crest of the speed bump and my road was like smooth as silk. And I thought to myself, I wonder if he did that intentionally so that my ride was like a little bit smoother. So I asked him about it later and he was like, well, yeah, I mean, of course. And I thought, jeez, that's sweet. That is that so the sweetest nice. Thing. That is so nice. Isn't that, that is so lovely? The sweetest, cutest gesture. I would prefer that over someone bringing flowers or like, I think that is the pinnacle of successful, thoughtful, considerate, sweetheart Mm. looking out for you. Just those sweet little considerate moments. Oh, it was so sweet. And it made me think about like how often like people do things like that for each other and how it's just so lovely and heartwarming that, Mm. you know, humans generally are out there caring for each other. So if you have one of those tiny gentle gestures, please let us know what they are. We want to hear your little cutie heartwarming moments. This week I'm dreaming about my favourite new activity. As you know, Brookie, I'm the go-to dog sitter. You are. You're the woof woof baby. I am. I love a good boy hound, a good gal hound. I love a good hound. You're Ruben and Jimmy's like pseudo mother. Yes, I am. And this week I'm looking after my other son. I hope that they're not too jealous. I won't tell them. They're deaf anyway. Jetson, who is a big white British bulldog. He's my friend Em's dog. Um, And I'm looking after him this week. And I've decided to do something when I take him for walks twice a day, which is... Let him eat his own poo. <laughs> oh, that's, that's given. I eat the poo, he eats the poo, we all eat the poo-poo. Sorry, I just cut you off. What's your, what are you going to do? Well, I've been going walking without, and this might sound very simple, but it's made such a difference. I've been going walking without AirPods in. So normally I'd get ready to leave the house and I'd get his lead, I'd get his little poo bags... And I would load up the podcast that I needed to catch up on, the album that I need to catch up on, this idea of I need to be productive, I need to catch up with something, I need to educate. That is so true. It's like information overload, isn't it? Yes. Even, so even I, when you're like, oh, I've got to do exercise, you're like, okay, well, I need to listen to this, I've got to remember to... I need to do something to... enriching. Yeah. And so I thought, I actually, the best nutrition for my brain might be just taking the break and being present and walking with a dog... As simple as it sounds, and this may be totally obvious to you if you have a dog full time, but dogs are the best reminder of being present because you're walking alongside them and they're going, that is a tree, that is a stick, let's wait at the lights, let's cross the road, I'm going to sniff that other dog's butt. And being immersed in that world and not having to feel like you're being nourished in a brain sense, thinking about politics, thinking about these things has been such a beautiful great and that being said listen to our podcast of course and catch up on all the things and I love doing that but just allowing myself that ease of going you know what you can listen to the world so if you've made it this far and you haven't thrown your your headphones out thank you 
for joining us this week. Oh, thank you for listening. We will be back next Wednesday, but until then, please join our Dream Club and follow us at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Tag us in a pic. Please show us where you're listening from. Tell a sweet little friend and hit the subscribe button so you do not miss an episode. And feel free to leave us a cheeky review. The cheekier, the better. And also feel free to send me some Easter eggs. The yummier, the better. The more, the better. You don't have to send Easter eggs, but I do want some from someone. Do you want a chocolate? Yes. (laughs) I'll give you a chocolate. Hold on, wait a minute. Would you like to be tumbled around in hot air? No, so don't do it to clothes, okay? Get in the dryer. Get in the dryer. Linda! Linda, what's going on? Come on. We're going to have to come We're going to have to be that. Go and check it out. Check it out. Listener.